Welcome back, everyone, to KM's Fantasy Football Heroes Podcast. We have a wonderful special edition for you today in Week 5 Fantasy Football. I'm Kyle Scala here, and I have Matt Ferrer with me today. Thank you, Kyle. How's it going? It's going great today. A wonderful Week 4 action we had. Uh, we finally learned that Ryan Fitzpatrick could no longer be Fitzmagic, as we've talked about in the past. He uh, could not last through the first half, and they had to actually bring in Jameis Winston in finally. Which didn't produce much better, but that's exactly what everyone was predicting. Fitzpatrick was the usual Fitzpatrick when the game was on the line, when his job was on the line. I do feel bad for him. I do believe he should have got another opportunity. That was the Chicago Bears defense we're talking about. Uh, He did have some pretty two-and-a-half solid games. First half of uh, week three wasn't very good either, but uh, I do feel like he should have maybe got one more chance. I know going into the bye, they probably wanted to make that switch right. uh, with Jameis Winston, but I, I felt like he, he kind of deserved it. He had three games of 400-plus yards rece- uh, uh, mm-hmm. throwing, so it, it is unfortunate. I was really kind of rooting for him uh, to be able to, to keep on going. but it definitely Yeah, I, I would imagine and hope that the Buccaneers – Coaching staff is going to keep Winston on a short leash um, through the first one or two games that he's going to start, and who knows? Maybe it's even a shorter leash than that. Maybe it's going to be, you know, series by series. They're not talking much about it, but obviously they're going with Winston, and we'll see. Winston hasn't has been known for interceptions as well, so we'll we'll see. It's, it's something to, something to watch for. One hundred percent, most definitely. And other games I thought were very interesting to watch. The we got the week started off really, really, really hot with the Minnesota Vikings and Rams high-scoring game with uh, a weak injury um, back secondary for the Rams. What do you think of Marcus Peters back there for the Rams? I was very surprised to see him back there. Uh, def- that calf injury. It def- didn't seem to. It didn't seem to. Make him look uh, pedestrian, but he, he he didn't look quite like you know the the shutdown Marcus Peters we know. No, and he wasn't. I think going into it, uh, we knew he, I I thought he wasn't going to play, uh, knowing that him and Talib were going to be out. But then he ended up being able to play. But I I, I think going into it, uh, they knew that he probably wasn't going to be a hundred percent because he's not a hundred percent. He was a better body than the body behind him. That, yeah, that's probably got to be the tail. They're still able to pull out the victory, uh, but what a high-scoring affair, and, and hopefully people bet the overs in that game. And get yourself some Cooper Cup. If you sat Cooper Cup, as I sure did. Oh, yeah. Uh, accidentally, that was... Uh, I pulled out the win anyways. It's okay. I, guess I that- squeaked out a win this week uh, in my... Primary league, and it was... That's what matters, because if, I can if, live if another you day. had Cooper Cup benched and you would have lost, you would have been made fun of, so that's, yeah, that's w- the way it works, right? Would have, uh, it would have uh, stuck with me for a couple weeks at least. Oh, yeah. How was your, how was your fantasy week? Uh, how did it treat you? <clears throat> Not very good, actually. Um, running backs didn't do me solid at all. Leonard Fournette got hurt, re-injured his hamstring, so that was a big bummer. Yep. Uh, James Conner did not perform for me this week, uh, so that wasn't good. But my, my tandem duo performed very well for me, Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I love having me some duos. Uh, yeah, stack them. They were pretty much the only things that helped me on my on my team this week. Kept yeah. me kept me in the game, but I was, but I lost. Even though you got those experts out there saying, <laughs> talking up Lamar Miller because he's got the talent around him, I don't see much reason to keep believing in Lamar Miller until he starts burning you on your bench. No. And even then, even if he does burn you on your bench, then how about you just take that next big performance and trade Lamar Miller? He is a player that's burned me as an owner in the past. I would recommend trading Lamar Miller the next chance you get. Don't don't uh, sell low. Yeah. Hold on to him and sell high. With Lamar Miller, it's it, he's a tough one because going into it, Bill O'Brien pegged him as the workhorse. Pegged him as a three-down back. They saw a lot of Alfred Blue. I don't know about they, workhorse. They've well, that's what Bill O'Brien specifically said. They have not utilized him as that. Right. 
uh, even going into this last game before that, they still used Alfred Blue on every now and then. Uh, third downs, Lamar Miller being there, but he's mainly only in there to pass. You got my text. I was I was texting your game when I would watch it from time to time. What is Alfred Blue doing in this game? He's not providing much upside, is he? Uh, I I know I'm not going to be talking and telling our listeners to to be picking up some Alfred Blue. No, and you're not going to. Uh, Lamar Miller, from what they're saying, and he's not specifying as he got hurt. Oh, really? And he's not, quite injury prone. It seems, they're not disclosing career. Lamar Miller's injury. However, uh, he just did not go back into that game. Uh, no, you're not to pick up Alfred Blue, and I do believe yes, you sit Lamar Miller uh, throughout the whole season. Maybe he's worthy of a flex during bye week later on if he can show any performance. But uh, I mean, for uh, Foreman, he's going to be coming back. That's probably Possibly what they need. after week 8, week 10 uh, from his injury that happened last year. So especially once he comes back, Lamar Miller will have no upside anymore at all from what little upside he even has now. Well, when Foreman comes back, it, it may help Miller a little bit. He won't be the guy that needs to run it through those tackles every down that they need a few yards. He won't be the, he won't be the guy that you need a third and one run from which are the plays that Lamar Miller might be getting hurt on. So I think there, that's room for debate with Lamar Miller. But there's still that it's a worrisome play for Lamar Miller and has been for his whole time in Houston, in my opinion. Yeah, I definitely agree. Well, the Buffalo Bills came back down to reality. How about that against uh, your home team, uh, Green Bay Packers? I knew that was going to happen. Uh, the Green Bay offense did not look very well. They doubled that spread. However, yeah, and I and I took that spread, and I I took the money line parlay on uh, Green Bay, awesome. so that that worked out for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen does not look anything uh, not special. Special, however, that Buffalo, team's not very good. Buffalo knew going in they didn't want him to start, but it just happens. So happened that. Offensive line is the offensive line hurt or just the talent isn't there for the offensive they line just, right now? They, they don't have talent. Um, it, it's going to be hard for anybody in that offense to really be productive in general. Yeah, you got it. And the last game I definitely want to talk about, I know our listeners are going to love it, as I always like to bring up our New England Patriots. Back to life in New England. As I said to you all last week, once they're in New England, and maybe a little Josh Gordon and James White helped out, but uh, they are back to life, back to the offense that we know them to be, 38-7. to God damn Bill it, Matt. Always wanted to bring up the Patriots again. Jeez Louise. Love it, baby. No, yeah, the Patriots did come back to reality. Um, I have heard from from people saying, "Are they are they no longer the same team? Uh, is Tom Brady getting too old?" No, I know he's overreaction Monday every week after a loss for the Patriots. They, they, they are they, they do need some kinks and need some work, but uh, I I still believe that division is theirs. It's going to be theirs. The Dolphins are not going to win it, even though the Dolphins are three and one. Yeah. Uh, the Patriots. Are I guarantee it 100% you can put money on it right now. Have you put money on it? No, because the line is minus 2,800 <laughs> to start the season. So There you go. That's If you got a straight bet, take it, but not when it's minus 2,800. So. All right, let's get into the, uh, the meat of this uh, Tuesday subject. That's going to be our waiver wire pickups. Let's start with the hot pickups. Let's get into it. Quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. Uh, Who you got? If you need a uh, streamer this week, uh, if you need someone that's uh, on a bye, uh, if you just are in need of a quarterback because your quarterback's not performing, maybe you have Ryan Tannehill and you need to get someone else, uh, then this is your uh, your option to pick up uh, quarterback Joe Flacco this week. He plays the Cleveland Browns, yeah. who just got torched by Derek Carr, uh, who had four touchdowns and over 400 passing yards. Uh, against Cleveland, that was a high score. Yeah, that was game. a that was a surprise by Cleveland. Uh, their defense was what was keeping them around in the first couple weeks. Um, mm-hmm. Then they go and drop over forty. 
against that defense. Yeah, and jo- Joe Flacco has looked uh, pretty pretty well in, in some of these games this season, so I do believe Joe Flacco uh, will definitely get at least two touchdowns, uh, probably even one to John Brown. Yeah, uh, seeing Joe Flacco in a primetime game, um, that was that was very nice to see see how, how different that offense is now. Three brand-new wide receivers that he's getting to know more and more every week. So I'm definitely on board with you to um, grab yourself some Flacco if you got a bye, like Chicago and Tampa Bay do have this week. And even if you have a maybe even if you have a questionable starter like a Russell Wilson and no other better option, maybe Flacco needs to sit right behind Russell Wilson. But even this week, I'm I'm gonna say start Flacco over Wilson since I brought it up. Well, what if you have a combination? What what if you're a team that has uh, Andrew Luck, Russell Wilson, and Ryan Tannehill? I mean, at that point, you got to drop. You don't need. First of all, you don't need three quarterbacks. Well, whoever whoever would tell you to have three quarterbacks for one, that's ill advised. Uh, I think that's uh, in the. I think that's in the fantasy football handbook. Uh, three quarterbacks are not allowed unless it's a two quarterback league. Unless it's a two quarterback league. Good point. Um, Ryan Russell Wilson. Andrew Luck, Ryan Tannehill. Tell me what doesn't make sense there. Who doesn't fit in that well, sentence? Because it's pretty clear Ryan Tannehill in New England does not fit. Yes. Definitely drop Ryan Tannehill if you have him. You can keep Russell Wilson and Andrew Luck. Grab yourself a backup tight end instead for that in that uh, roster spot. Because or if you're in need of a running back. or, or Running backs are pretty... pretty um, Dime a dozen, right? Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's move on to... Uh... The quarterback that I got my eye on, Kyle, is going to be Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles is showing us a roller coaster ride like he always does. That's what he does. He's, he's going to look like Joe Montana against the Patriots. Then he's going to look like Trent Dilfer against the Tennessee Titans. Last week was another good week against uh, the New York Jets. Goddamn Jets, as some, some of their fans would say. They're disappointing after week one. The Jets just can't get it together. They're, defensively, the Jets are not a force to be reckoned with as their team showed um, against the Lions. So, and on top of that, Blake Bortles is going to be facing Kansas City, and even Keenum was able to put put in a little bit of work against Kansas City um, right. last night, Monday night. Right. Um, so pick and choose your weeks with Blake Bortles. If you got to buy this week, or a injured quarterback, or a Russell Wilson again, sorry to pick on you, Russell again, but I'm gonna be grabbing me Blake Bortles if I'm in need. Yeah, I would have to agree with you on that one. Um, Blake Bortles, who is playing Kansas City this week, uh, he did throw for over 350 yards uh, last week against the Jets. Um, Scoring 27 fantasy points, having two touchdowns. He's, thrown, he's actually had a four-touchdown game this year as well. So I do believe he is a good streamer pickup um, this week against Kansas City. He is a quarterback who could end up only giving you 10 points, but uh, he has the potential to give you 20-plus points. So I yeah. do believe he is a good streamer. So exactly. Be, be choosy with what weeks, but this week would be a decent week to try Blake Portals. Quarterback, I a question for you. Buy or sell on Derek Carr showing out against uh, the Cleveland Browns. Is he is he going to be someone that uh, is trending towards a streamer, bye week pickup, or is he someone that uh, is going to go but come back to form? I don't know about form. Uh, you know, this might be a year long process with him and, and John Gruden. Um, this could end up taking a year for them to really connect uh, and kind of be on the same page. If uh, that's true, then maybe John, it's going to be a year-long process for John Rooney to connect with any of his, anybody on his team because they were this close from being an 0-4 team. Yeah. I'm sorry to say it. I like, I like John Gruden a little bit, but I was it's, rooting for the Browns. It, it, is, it is the Cleveland Browns, right? So, yes, they have gotten better, um, but Derek Carr has not had a good fantasy game at all this year until the Cleveland until Browns. The Cleveland Browns yeah. He finally had um, you know four touchdowns. He did throw two picks. 
Yeah. Uh, so that is another concern. Um, picks for him. He's had you know, three games uh, with multiple picks this season. So it is a concern. He does play the Chargers. who have, Their defense has really been iffy. They came into the year, we really thought their defense was going to pick it up. I know they don't have Billy Bosa. Right. Uh, but their defense has not performed the way I think many um, people have thought. No. Unfortunately, there's always something with the, with the Chargers that's that doesn't play just right for the first month or two of its season. Um, last year it was the kicker destroying them. Week in, week out, this week, it's that defense not holding it up. Right. Um, so I do believe Derek Carr is, is a potential streamer. I right. don't think he's someone to hold on your roster every week. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I do believe he's a definite potential streamer. Put Derek Carr on your watch list. All right, let's move on to running backs. The all-important all important position here for people with uh, Dalvin Cooks of the world or Sean McCoy's. Who, who, are you, who are you looking at this week? Well, potential pickups uh, on the waiver wire uh, is running back Duke Johnson. He is 50%. 56% owned in ESPN formats. So he's still out there. He's yeah. still out there in, in, in many leagues. Um, and he actually finally had a good game. I know I was not high on him uh, up until this week uh, that we talked about. Yeah, I, um, I knew they, it was just a matter of time until till the Cleveland Browns offense quarter, new to the new to the crew here, Todd Haley woke up and realized he has a weapon he does. in Duke Johnson. And even through the game, it, it took him a while to to, to to even start to target him. Because he's not their running back. He's, even, even he's their Nick, scat pack. Even Nick Chubb, I mean, he, he went off. I mean, he had some stellar runs. Uh, the, yeah. the small amount of runs he had, yes, two he touchdowns, did. three carries. Uh, but, yeah, I think Duke Johnson, he is a play. I know he, he would have been single-digit in fantasy if it wasn't for the two-point conversions. However, I think him and Baker Mayfield have hopefully found a connection. Um, I do believe you should you should keep him because he has a high potential upside for flex opportunity down the line. Definitely. If you can get if you have Duke Johnson available on your free agency, go ahead and try to stash him on your bench for for potential bye weeks. Uh, another running back I believe that needs to be highly valued and highly picked up uh, is Tariq Cohen from the Chicago Bears. Uh, he, and I think they're on a bye this the week. The Bears however. out of nowhere this week. The Bears, Mitch Trubisky No, Nobody saw that. He is only, well, he's actually 60% owned in many leagues in ESPN. Formats. Those had to be the people just holding on for dear life uh, because the running back position is so slim when it's, it comes it, to it's very uh, value s- for yeah, your third scarce. and fourth but running he, back. He went off this week. He um, actually had seven receptions, 121 yards. And a touchdown, and added some some carries and yards to that as well yeah. uh, to put him at uh, thirty, I think thirty fantasy points. Looking like the Cohen, we know he can be if he gets the opportunity. If Mitch Trubisky can hold on to that ball and manage that offense properly, that's that's the thing. They got a bye week this week, so it's gonna be yeah. I mean, having picking up people off the waiver wire during bye weeks is always tough because generally you're looking for someone for value. In the right given right. week, right. for the teams at the front of the waiver order, but he's definitely with how slim the running running back position is. Definitely grab yourself Tarek Cohen if you can. The next and probably last running back you're going to find out there um, that is highly unowned right now is is probably my favorite. Definitely my favorite of the three. However, and that's going to be Naheem Hines, Indianapolis. A running back, if you can call him running back, he's he's not running the ball very much. He's not their running back. He's not at all, really. He's their James White, and he's only fifteen point six percent owned in ESPN leagues. Um, he had nine receptions week four, twenty two receptions on the year. He's he's clearly um, he's the guy they're looking for on third down plays for your lengthy um, drive extenders. Um, so I would highly recommend, even against the Patriots this week on a short week, uh, I, I see him just as 
Um, someone like Corey Grant has already done this year, um, and Corey Clement in the past. These scat backs like that receive the ball a lot can tear up mm -hmm. the Patriots, yeah. um, especially with their linebacker woes. Uh, another another linebacker on IR for the Patriots. Grab Naeem Hines if you can get him. Yeah, I, I actually agree with you. Uh, out of those three, really? I, would, I would say he's close to number one or, or, or two with Duke Johnson. He's okay. actually been on my watch list since week one. Um, he just hasn't performed well enough to where I wanted him. And, and I right. have, and I, for me, I have enough guys on my team where I'm not going to get him. And I know someone else is going to go after him. Right. But yes, I do think he should be rostered. If you need a running back and need that flex opportunity, he's going to provide that for you because he's going to catch the ball. And when Andrew, if you Luck, want the high upside in your flex, Andrew Luck yeah. is playing good and he, that line is there to help. Hines is going to be in there. Yeah. He, he's their guy. Wilkins is only in there to run the ball. And Marlon Mack, don't even worry about that guy. That guy's he's injured. injured. He's injured. Not and guys. especially with uh, the Indianapolis defense not being um, very reliable, they they're going to be behind a lot. They're going to be playing from behind. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot. So that sounds like a lot of Naheem Hines. Get yourself some Naheem Hines. Correct. Now on to the uh, most difficult position. To call, there are a lot of wide receivers, Kyle. Lots on on everyone's teams already. Everyone's already holding on to a lot of wide receivers, just like myself. Very tough decisions I make every week. Another tough decision with uh, a lot of options at wide receiver on the waivers this week. Mm -hmm. Who are you looking at? Um, well, uh, number one, I would say D.D. Uh, Westbrook. Uh, he is someone that's really come on. He's only 12% owned in ESPN formats. So he's a guy, There's there are certain guys out there that are already owned um, over 50%, but he's a guy who's only 12% owned. So he's out there. You can go in and get him. He has been consistent. He has had three 10-plus fantasy games. He's had 10, 18, and he just had a 21 fantasy point game. He did have a six-point fantasy game, but that's Blake Bortles. You know how he is. Exactly. He can be inconsistent. He is he has shown that to be consistent by having multiple uh, plus games. So yeah, I, I do. Whenever believe. whenever I hear anybody talk about a Jacksonville Jaguars offensive player, I shy away unless you're a healthy Leonard Fournette, because just because of the inconsistency, like like we've talked about with that's Blake Bortles, and that and that's why DD's not going to be on top of my list because there are so many wide receivers out there that I'm going to be. Um, there's so many options that someone that isn't consistent and on an offense that scores six points one week and you know he, triple he, that he another. He may not be on the top, but, but he is on the top when you look at that. He's only 12% owned, so there's many guys out there uh, who might be already owned in other formats. Right. So, he, but who are you dropping for a guy like D.D. Westbrook? It's gonna be tough. You're either gonna low, you're gonna lower your depth in quarterbacks, defenses. What, um, tight what, ends. Yeah, whatever's not performing. If you have a backup tight end that's not performing, uh, if you have a guy that got hurt, uh, right. Tyler Eifert uh, going on IR. Um, if you already have an, a backup to cover Tyler Eifert, you can go after a receiver. If you if you just need that flex spot or that bye week opportunity at the wide receiver, that I think D.D. Westbrook could be it. Definitely. Well, even though this next guy is seventy seven percent owned in leagues, he should be. He should be owned a little higher than that. We got Corey Davis, the Tennessee <laughs> Titans. I owned him and dropped him. You dropped him. I think after week two. I definitely don't blame you. The Tennessee Titans, yeah. um, especially with Mariota going down, it's the offense is struggling. Um, even Derrick Henry, everyone's struggling basically. He, even him having this 31-point week, I, he would have been on my bench with that anyways. There's no way I would have started him. Marcus Mariota has been hurt. Uh, he is the number one wide receiver for that team, though. He is. You no, know, he is. He gets clear the looks, cut. But he had five. You got to remember, he only had, uh, you know, th about 33, 34 yards uh, the previous week and five, right. five fantasy points. So right. he's not someone that uh, would have been started. The he's someone that I see. I see you grabbing, and you're going to hold out for him 
because the the abundance of bye weeks are coming. Yeah, if he's on, if he is on there, you're correct. Yeah, if he's you there. said he's over seventy seven percent. Yeah, owned. If so if he's, he's highly on there, owned still. If, if he is on there, he would be your number one over someone like I mentioned, Dee Westbrook. Yeah. If he's out there, which it could be tough for him to be out there. Yeah. Uh, the last guy that is highly owned that I just want to touch on real quick is Jordy Nelson. This week he is at the Chargers. Excuse me. Um, he's seventy two percent owned in in the ESPN leagues. I see the the Raiders uh, offense ramping up. It's Jordy freaking Nelson. Mm-hmm. He's on he's on the waiver. He's on the free agent list in our league. <clears throat> and while there's so many impressive wide receivers, he needs to be owned. His upside is is too good. I know on a new team the floor is rather low as well, but the upside is good. What, what do you got? Uh, yeah, if you had to ask me, he's had two back-to-back good weeks. Uh, the first two weeks were, I consider, piss poor, but he's had two really great weeks. And I would almost, Blame John Gruden. I, I would determine it off this week, to be honest with you. I, I would say um, if he has a good outing this week, then I think for sure he, he can definitely be owned. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know if I trust that factor. Two bad games, two good games. Uh, Amari Cooper's still the guy there, even Amari Cooper had another great Great week, finally. Finally. Yeah, guys, we married Mr. He's finally not dropping the ball. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would wait on Jordy uh, Nelson for one more week and see how he performs. There's, there's Like you said, there's many valuable receivers on the market. Um, right. Although you did say he was over 72% yeah. already. So, maybe what I said, if you should wait, you might want to pick up because he's probably going to be picked up by someone else. Yeah. Uh, if he's already 72%. He, he's, he's a big name. He's, he's, he's not your... Oh, D.D. Westbrook's, so right. you, you definitely, if you see the upside, you agree with the upside. Just you know, know he might hurry he might to that give, waiver. Give you those those dead games. Yeah, but he's so. but he's not he's no one's wide receiver too this year. So no, um, someone who has been interesting on Andrew Luck's good weeks is going to be Ryan Grant, especially this week against New England on a short week, and the fact that Hilton is injured. Ty. Came in and out of that game this past week he a couple did. times, and I think they finally sat him out for the end and, of the game. Yeah, I, I think I think he, if T.Y. Hilton does not play this week, I believe he has wide receiver two potential. Wide receiver two potential. That is that's a stretch. I'm pretty sure the the wide receiver um, depth is is pretty vast, so I'm I'm gonna. Walk at that wide receiver too. He, he's going to be, he's going to be ranked near, ranked near wide receiver thirty, right, right inside that flex sweet spot right there. So if you have Hilton, definitely grab Ryan Grant. If yeah, you can, yeah. If you, if you, uh, if you have Hilton, Hilton's probably your, your wide receiver too. So yeah. I, I do believe he could potentially help you out this week if you needed to get him um, and fill in that spot. I do believe he has that. There you go. The next position up, uh, a position that is definitely a tough position to to call on a week-to-week basis, unless you got Travis Kelsey or Zach Ertz. I can't even put Rob Gronkowski in the in the love category quite yet. Um, tight ends on the waiver wires. It's going to be Vance, Vance McDonald, head and shoulders above the rest. He's 31.4% owned. That needs, needs to be uh, cl- far closer to 50%, if not above. This week he's facing the Atlanta's got no defense Falcons. And I know some people are going to mention Jesse James, the, the share with him, but Vance McDonald has... Had nine receptions in the last two weeks. Jesse James only has two receptions in the last two weeks. It's pretty clear who's um, the the go get him yeah. this week. You're right about that for, for and, Pittsburgh. And especially. we discussed we discussed that last week, and I said Jesse James is their uh, is their guy. Um, and so you were right about that. It, it has become Vance uh, McDonald. Right. Um, Surprisingly, I mean, obviously there's there's things we don't know between. Um, Inside the that Pittsburgh offense, but yeah. it's starting to show itself. He he has he has potential. Um, 
he's going to be like any other uh, low-end tight end. Uh, he'll have games to where he's not going to perform and do anything. And yeah, there's going to be those games where Antonio Brown gets everything he did have along a with Juju. He did have a fumble so uh, last yeah. game, so that was unfortunate for him. Um, but, yeah, he, he could have some uh, low-end uh, uh, tight end potential. Yeah. And lastly, I'll throw this one to you. What's your take on uh, Cameron Brait with uh, with O.J. Howard going down with injury for Tampa Bay and um, Jameis Winston coming back into the fold as the starting quarterback? The um, the preferred tight end is out for Jameson, and it has been Brait. Um, I think I'm pretty sure Brait was top ten tight end um, last year with Winston under the helm. Yeah. Um... With O.J. Howard going down, that's unfortunate for uh, a couple weeks. He's looking great. Um, but, yeah, I do think Cameron Brake, he's had two touchdowns uh, the last the last two games. Um, so, yeah, I, I do believe he has some, some great potential. He's not going to give you a lot of receptions, but he's a guy who can be a red zone target for you uh, to help you out for that uh, tight end spot. If, if you're needing a tight end or you don't have Travis Kelsey, Zach Hurts, or anything else. But they are on a bye this week, so definitely – I believe you can hold off on grabbing Cameron Brait and wait until next week's claims. Just uh, keep him on your watch list. Yeah, he's definitely a watch list uh, candidate unless you're meeting with someone uh, not this week but next week. So. Definitely. That's going to bring us to our next segment, Kyle. The Stardom Sit'em. Our Stardom Sit'em segment. I love the Stardom Sit'em. Highly debatable this week, if you ask me. Yeah, there, there, there's a lot of great uh, matchups. Um, there's a lot of great uh, fields. So, a lot of tough decisions to be made. Right. And what I want to start with is the uh, the running backs. Yeah. If that's okay. I want to uh, start off with uh, one guy that I like, uh, Chris Thompson. He is my start uh, this week. He plays the uh, New Orleans Saints. Fresh off a bye. Fresh off a bye. Plays the Saints defense, who is just getting blistered. Pounded <coughs> week after week. Excuse me. But that defense is not going to show up, and they're going to have no chance in the playoffs. Saints defense has not shown up yet. They are they're forcing Breeze to throw plenty. Um, but I'm, I'm right on board with you with Chris Thompson. He's, he's a must-start. I, I'd almost go as high as a no I would definitely go as high as a running back too Chris Thompson has been very impressive that offense is throwing the ball to him every chance they get he is very very elusive I don't know about running back too um, he had a bad game last week uh, he didn't do much uh, he had great uh, first two weeks yeah. um, week three he was, he was week, off week three was not very uh, not very good he did have some, some nice receptions uh, however he does have a, a flex appeal this week. Uh, like I said, playing against New Orleans, so I do think he should start him. Uh, he could go off against that Saints defense. Yeah. Um, An intri- intriguing um, situation in, in Foxborough has now unfolded. It's very clear that uh, Sony Michelle is the running back and James White is James White. Both very startable in your flex spots every week. If you got him, what do you think? Yeah, um, I do. I, I believe they're both. Sonny Michelle finally showed up. I said uh, I didn't believe Over 100 yards. Until he, he proved himself and was recommended to pay going on IR. He's now getting the lion's share of the carries. Uh, and like I said before, I, I didn't believe him because Rex Burkett was there uh, and, and a little bit of James White. But now that it's, it's just the Michelle show, uh, he is going to get all his carries, and, and White will just get a couple um, every now and then. Um, and White will get those passing down catches as well. Uh, but yeah, I do believe you have potential for both uh, running backs to start. We're going to start the Patriots running backs. My sit-em this week at running back is going to be Dalvin Cook, uh, who is still not 100% healthy yet from his hamstring injury. Uh, hopefully, you sat him last week. That was rough. Do anything, uh, but they they were limiting his, his snap counts. Uh, I wish they would have been more honest about his situation, though. Be coming up to kickoff on a short week, well, what not too short for him because he sat the previous week, 
Um, but he clearly was not healthy, and he's still not healthy. You got you have to watch out for for him because of the injury for last last year. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely uh, a concern. Uh, so, and I think that's what they're doing. They're limiting his snaps. They won't take his worries getting snaps as well. So he's definitely a sit this week. Uh, I don't think he's Definitely. Another easy sit is going to be LaShawn McCoy. He sits LaShawn McCoy until he's healthier for one and until that uh, Buffalo Bills offense can uh, show up. All right, I'm going to go to receivers now. Um, my start in the, this week at receivers is going to be Kenny Galladay. Um, that guy's money right there. He's money. He consistent. Did, he's he's consistent. He still had um, some good looks last week. Uh, he didn't have his, uh, yeah, it was no monster game. Great outing, but uh, I think he's going to bounce back this week. I, I do believe he's going to get a touchdown. Gets uh, the Green Bay Packers, and I think he'll get at least about 75 yards uh, receiving. Yeah, so and I think he's gonna division have a, games. I like division games. The, I, I the believe teams know each other. They're gonna only for him to have about high week this week. So I, I think he's a must start uh, if, if you're contemplating starting him uh, or someone else at that wide receiver spot. I think he has a lot of money to do. Yeah, I agree. I, I see that as a as a shootout kind of game this week, and. Um, Kenny Galladay could be a huge part of that. I mean, Golden Tate. Golden Tate took up a lot of. Uh, yeah, that guy does not care week. who's on the other side of the sideline. Man, he is. He is always going to do himself every week, and he's going to show out. That guy is talented. That's how he is. My uh, sit him this week is at wide receiver is going to be Sammy Watkins. Uh, he may not even play. But uh, with a hamstring injury, uh, he is questionable. So if he is going to be playing and you're really debating whether you should start him this week, um, please don't because you shouldn't have to worry about it. Because even if he does play, I don't think he's going to be uh, a big factor. Yeah. He is playing Jacksonville this week. Uh, so I think, I just think that will like, shut down a lot of Kansas City. Um, but he may not even play. Yeah. So he is a must-sit no matter what because if he does play – he might not even be 100%, and he might re-injure himself. Yeah, my book, Sammy Watkins, was already a tough start because of his uh, um, slow start with his new team and then the no touchdowns until the week prior. So the injury is definitely a um, bad time for him if he was certainly going to start getting on a roll there with his new team and impressive quarterback. But uh, with the injury, easy, easy sit this week. A sit that is pretty glaring to me. I don't know why I keep seeing my opponents and uh, fellow teams start him, but Larry Fitzgerald, even with the new rookie quarterback in there, Larry Fitzgerald is is almost just like a old-fashioned decoy. He's got he's averaging through the first four weeks six and a half um, PPR points a week. That's just not the Larry Fitzgerald we, we are used to seeing. Is that age? Or is that the offense trying to figure itself out? I think it's a mixture of both. I, I believe his age is finally catching up to him. He's been he's been a rock solid receiver over the course of his career. Uh, he's been surprising people been, for the past three years, and it's finally see, maybe he's uh, it's up finally, against that cliff now. It's, it's finally catching up. Uh, the other thing is they really don't have anyone else there to help him out. True. Um, so it has to do a little bit with the offense. But yeah, I, I also think. He, hit that clip, um, and, and I don't think he has much left in the tank. So is he, is he a sit in your book, or is he uh, maybe a, a wire receiver two or flex play for you? I think he's a, a must sit because, must sit. And, and maybe you're you're wondering if you should start Fitz or you should start Kenny Galladay. Yeah, uh, there's way too much wide receiver depth out there. I mean, for myself, I, I think I have down. five wide receivers I'm, every week I'm trying to figure I, out for, for I, two positions. I would even start Calvin Ridley. Oh, definitely. That guy's vulturing all the touchdowns from Julio Jones. Julio Jones is still touchdown list this year. Um, so if you were lucky enough to grab Ridley last week, because he's definitely not available this week. Tyler's yes, exactly. That's, uh, that, there you go, Larry. Take a seat. And my start 
one of my starts for wide receivers is going to be an easy one. All wide receivers for the Los Angeles Rams. Even though, at, even though they are at Seattle this week, I'm not sure that there's going to be a kryptonite in that division with the Rams that is going to shut down that wide receiver core. Goff is, is, going to be, is doing his job at finding the right receiver on most plays, and they're all going to be of value every week. Yeah, that's that's how it's looking. Uh, I didn't believe that going into the season. They right, have, they that have, was really hard to believe. They have four the plus started. weapons on there. I, I I don't know how they were gonna. How are you ranking them then? Find love to every single one of those players. Um, but how I would rank them, I, I still think Brandon Cooks is the guy there. His speed I, is I, clearly of value in that offense. Number one deep threat. Yeah. Uh, Cooper Cup had a, a, a terrific game. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think that's going to repeat that kind of effort. Or, um, no, do something you, like you'll that. never be able to predict those ones. But uh, yeah, I think I think it goes. Uh, I mean, got, Todd Gurley is our number one as a, as a running back, but right. I, I do think it goes Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup, and Yeah, I, I'm still seeing some teams um, holding Woods out on their bench, and he still did um, very well last week. He, he was the the third most productive of the of three last week, but I see I see Woods as a starter as well. Yes. Next up, uh, surprise, surprise of uh, one of the bigger surprises of week four was Alshon Jeffrey from Wentz. I did not expect him to come back from his injury and um, have that immediate impact and connection with Carson Wentz, but it was just like before Wentz was hurt last year. It was like they, the whole times. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm putting Alshon Jeffrey, and it must start. The The upside is, is big in that offense when um, with with uh, Jeffrey's size. It's pretty clear that Wentz likes going to his big targets and Jeffrey and um, Ertz. Uh, I'm sitting Ag- Aguilar going forward in, in lieu of... Pass on Jeffrey. Yeah, I agree. With that. All right, let's let's move on. I want to actually bring uh, up a uh, wonderful discussion uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Le'Veon Bell, a running back. Uh, do you view him for all these people as a buy, sell, or do you keep him? That is going to be the toughest question for. Anyone who owns him, for the people that own him, I think you're going to have your select few that do want to, to buy him. There's, there's not going to be, there's going to, and there's going to be the owners that want to sell him. Me in particular, I'm selling Le'Veon Bell. I'm selling him, I'm selling him every day because I, I don't know that there's any guarantees he's going to be who he's been in the past. Are we going to see... What uh, we saw with uh, with Earl Thomas is he going to come back and and play play his heart out and get hurt, or is he going to come back and take it easy and make his money and get into free agency? That's what would scare me if he stays in Pittsburgh. Now, if he gets traded somewhere, I think I think his value is going to go down. He's not going to be Le'Veon Bell of old because of all the what he'll have to learn. In a new system, and the formula is just going to be different with his line and um, schemes and all that. So I'm selling. I'm selling high on him with this news of his impending return by no later than week eight. Sell, sell, sell. What you got? What you take on that? Um. Well, uh, it was a tough decision. For if you're an owner of him, you want if you're gonna uh, sell him, you want to sell him high. Uh, if you're looking to buy him, you want to try and buy him low. Yeah. Uh, so it, it really is a tough scenario. If you want to keep him, I I do believe that's gonna be hard because, like you mentioned, he's gonna come back and, and he's gonna be rusty. Yeah. He's gonna be rusty. If he's coming back week seven, week eight, he's gonna be rusty for at least three to four, maybe even five weeks. Um, and, and who's to know what kind of what kind of count he's going to get? It might be a shared backfield for all of them. 
we don't know how it's yeah. going to play out in Pittsburgh. Yeah. We really don't. And, and and truth be told, he may get hurt. You mentioned he may get injured like Earl Thomas. He hasn't actually had the physicality of, of training camp and, and going through the motions of football. He, he's out working by himself in training. That's a whole different ball game than actually. Not sure many running backs go through too much rigorous preparation for, you know, like the preseason. You see many running backs just, just sit it out. Stars just sit it out preseason. It's, Anyhow, I'm not sure how much value. I mean, you had Le'Veon Bell last year do the same thing. Well, not the same thing as this year, but. He, he set out through week one. And basically. he was rusty for three weeks. So, it, it, to me, no, it, it leaves to the potential where he can get hurt. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're coming in seven, eight weeks later. That's a whole other ball game. Like he's had all off season. That's backing up exactly seven, why. Eight weeks. Yeah. That's, I, yeah. If you're going to keep him, I, I, I think that's hard. I think it's going to be hard to keep him. I think you, you mentioned selling him. Yeah, you're going to. That backs sell, up selling him right there. You're going to want to sell him high. You're gonna to want to sell him. In, in, but where? How is his stock going higher? His stock's only going higher today. In my in my mind, high today in my mind because of the news of you actually having a date to know when Le'Veon is saying he's gonna be back. Yeah. Now taking as taking him at his word is another thing, but you know take that or leave it. But he's gonna be back week eight in our minds and. That's that's the only thing that's raising the stock. If you own Le'Veon, I'm, I'm we selling. We actually it. have a date on it. There's yeah. actually a set date. We didn't know before. Before all we knew, we were going to see him sit up a whole season. So this we is actually the, have a date on it, which I don't think has been confirmed by him or denied. I don't know. Um, it's been reported yeah. by sources, so we'll we'll see what happens. But yeah, I, I would sell as high as you can. Definitely, my my advice is going to officially be. For all Le'Veon Bell owners to to take your time, field many offers, try to get the best deal you can. As you can get. Yeah, because obviously you have many weeks to to play this out because he's not playing for another three weeks at least. Yeah. Um, so field the offers. There's going to be at least a few teams in your league that have some running back problems with the injuries. Look at the LeSean McCoy team. That that would probably be one of the bigger teams to uh, shop your Le'Veon Bell to. Well, so I want to go to our, our next segment, actually, uh, now that you brought them up, is uh, players that are droppable. Players on, on the roster that you believe you know, no longer need. Um, they, they had great upside. They may have even been a high draft pick, um, but someone that uh, no longer is needed. It's tough dropping guys that you spent a lot of draft to, draft to value on. My my one and big big one that I believe is droppable is LaShawn McCoy. Uh, the, Buff- the Buffalo Bills don't look anywhere near efficient enough for him to be productive. He hasn't had any good games. I don't even think he has had anything over ten fantasy points this season. Mm-hmm. But who you drop on the Sean McCoy for? Let's let's be real about that because there's there's no one out there that's gonna that's gonna even give you the upside of Sean McCoy on a on some if it's, matchup weeks yeah, once he's it's, healthy. It's, there, uh, there isn't a guy out there. There. Well, it depends. If you if you're trying to flop him for a running back, then go for. I can only. I can. Well, if if you're needing something, but that else, value is not the same as Sean McCoy's stealing, not at all. Well, Sean McCoy hasn't. What what has he done? What has he proven? He's done nothing. I'm not going to sit here and say he's been more impressive, even by fantasy point standard of Naheem Hines through this through this far in the game. But he's still a Sean McCoy. He's their number one running back for running the ball, catching the ball. And that off that horrible offense is going to need somebody at some point when they figure it out and when he heals up. If he can stay healthy too, so he, he's injured right now. I'm definitely, I'm definitely not dropping Lashawn McCoy. I'm holding. I'm either holding on to him, or I'm trying to find somebody to give me too much for Lashawn McCoy. You could try trading him. I, I don't think you're going to get tell me who, for t- him. Tell me who you'd want rather have Lashawn McCoy or Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, 100%. Okay. Lashawn 100%. Ma- Lashawn McCoy or uh, Philip Lindsay. Uh, 
Philip Lindsay, 100%. I think those are the, those are the kind of trades you have to look to have to search out if you're a Lashawn McCoy owner because he's he's worth. That's great. He's I don't, worth I don't plenty. Think, no one's going to give you that for Lashawn McCoy. Are you crazy? I think there are definitely owners oh. out there that are going to give you they something for the upside of something. If you if if you have two valuable running backs already in there that are surprising and playing, filling your top two positions, and Lashawn's your third. There are teams out there that have have that uh, trio or would have had that trio. I, I, I hear your advice. If you're a LaShawn McCoy owner, you should actually try and do that. Someone might be stupid enough to do that trade. There have definitely but been I, stupider trades. I do not believe that uh, anyone would do that. But if you can't, I'm easily still holding on, begrudgingly, but I'm definitely still holding on to LaShawn McCoy. For how long? He, For how long? The whole season. The whole season, no. That's, that, that's, that's <laughs> that is absolutely you're not dropping Lashawn McCoy for Naheem Hines. You're not doing that. If if someone does that this week, we'll talk next week. But and I'm going to grab Lashawn McCoy next week. This week, great. I'll stash Lashawn McCoy. Do anything for you that much? When he plays a bad run defense in week ten, or how about week twelve, right before the playoffs, he's going to surprise you. Mark my words. He may. Is he going to be on your bench? Or is he going to be at your starter? That all depends on the matchups that we. He's a matchup play. You may, you may, you Until may, that you, offense you may stack shows us otherwise, he's a matchup on play. The entire season, anyways. Better I have him on my bench than someone get that lucky thirty point game out of him against me. If he's doing that throughout angle? the whole season, I don't think anyone's going to start him. Right. When he doesn't go off. Right, but but at least he can't be used against you. And if he does have a good game, I don't think he's going to have multiple games where he goes off either. I mean, everybody... It's a long season. A, a, it's every, a long season. A, a lot of people can can have a, a monster week. It's just, can they put up with that week over... Can they find that week? Right. That's going to be the, that's going to be the thing. But with what's out there for running backs, that's that's the number one reason why we're not dropping the Sean McCoy. We're, we're, we're clearly on opposite sides of this... But that's totally fine. That's that's how that's how it goes. My droppable question out here for everybody that's been talked about for the past couple weeks is going to be Chris Hogan. He's only projected to score five points this week, and that that probably is in large part to do with uh, Julian Edelman coming back. But we've seen Chris Hogan in the past be very. Um, very successful with Julian Edelman in there, and they and they don't even have unless Josh Gordon becomes the Randy Moss. There's going to be plenty of room for Chris Hogan. What's your take on Chris Hogan? Well, it's interesting what you just said. He's actually on my droppable list, um, but I actually think he's going to have a, somewhat of a bounce back week this week because Julian Edelman is back. Uh, a lot of the the teams will be more focused, focused on Julian Edelman. And that will kind of also depend on, on Rob Winkowski if he plays. True. Uh, if not, maybe a lot of the teams can focus both on, on Chris Hogan and um, Julian Edelman. But you still have Philip Dorsett there, uh, and even Which, Josh Gordon, who, who's been on a snap count. But he may get more snaps uh, this week. Yeah. So it really is a tough play, but ultimately that, that's also one reason why he's on my droppable list uh, is because I don't, I don't believe he has uh, much more upside this season. And there's so many valuable wide receivers out there in the market exactly. that you can go after. That's the toughest part about holding on to a Chris Hogan because there's so many impressive wide receivers out there. Guys like Tyler Boyd, easily. Um, even the upside of Mike Williams is, is there. But I would probably advise that... I'm going to advise that you give Chris Hogan one to two weeks to see what he's going to do with this... Um, Re-emerging offense, and that will re-emerging. The Miami defense is what it is. The defense that uh, you called uh, called out saying they're going to win last week and play Ryan Tannehill. Well, He's going to be your streamer. Their, He's going to impress you. That defense. Talk about the Miami defense. But yeah, go, going back to Chris Hogan, I, I actually would not agree with you. I, I believe he's droppable this week. Um, he, he may give you 8, 10, maybe even 12 points this week. But there's so many 
wide receivers out there that can give you 10 to 15 points yeah. at any given week, maybe even 20 points, uh, that if there was something out there in the market that you want to besides Chris Hogan, I, I think it's more than willing to uh, drop him. Right. Tough calls. But. Yeah. Uh, actually, another another wide receiver I believe that is droppable is from Buffalo as well, Sean McCoy, uh, is Kelvin Benjamin. Uh, I think Kelvin Benjamin is he's kind of a long lost uh, guy there. I, I, I honestly not even sure if I see much drive in him to be. I, I forgot even Kelvin Benjamin is still in the league. To be honest with you, because I, I haven't heard from him. Is he, is he just he's, he's definitely a little lost in Buffalo. It certainly in the seems that way. What's he, doing? he may as well be because that offense can, can't find anybody. Um, they're just destroying the value um, of some talented people. But that's an easy call. If you got anyone outside of Sean McCoy on Buffalo, you're dropping them. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, Josh Allen just he needs more time. Uh, even if Josh Allen has a decent subpar game, it's, it's not going to be a double Benjamin. Right. Uh, 100%, I, I believe you can drop a double Benjamin. Uh, there's many, many bed receivers on that open market. Uh, he doesn't need to be on. Uh, it's Buffalo. They can't even score touchdowns. Uh, they, they had a flu, I believe, the week yeah. before. He's Minnesota. Um, so, yeah. Easily. Next up, Kyle, we have our next segment. And this one's going to be Kyle's Bounce Back Player of the Week. Boom, boom. Bounce Back Player of the Week. Don't fail your listeners, Kyle. What La- you got? Last week, I had Stephon Diggs is my bounce back. And that was a win. And, uh, that yeah, was a big he, win. I know he had a bad game the week before, but he came back. Like I said, he came back and uh, he took it. Uh, this week... Um, it, he didn't have a very good game uh, this last week. Uh, four receptions for about 47 yards. Uh, so that's eight fantasy points. Michael Thomas. I know he's the number one receiver uh, in fantasy right now. Uh, but eight points is, is not going to do it. That, that doesn't cut it. Uh, especially for wide receiver one. Yeah, you're the number one wide receiver in fantasy. So that to me is not a good game. I believe he will have a bounce back week this week. Um, he plays against the uh, Washington Redskins, correct? Yeah. He plays against the Washington Redskins. Uh, so I, I, I know they have Josh Norman, but uh, there's been there's many weapons over there, and, and I believe Michael Thomas will find his. Yeah, he'll still find. But Drew Brees, Drew Brees had, Drew Brees had a, a, a misfire last week. Uh, the interesting with Michael Thomas though is him and him, uh, Drew Brees have connected up 95 percent. I think there's two to four throws they have not connected on. Uh, so they've connected, I think, I want to say somewhere between 44 and 47 throws. Uh, so that's, that, that ratio is crazy to me. That is impressive. They, they, they have connecting on all cylinders, all dots, uh, and I believe they'll continue this of. week. Definitely the Michael Thomas owners and even Drew Brees owners will definitely be glad to see that. Yeah. yeah. I'm not, um, I'm not playing them, so get yourself some more fun. <laughs> yeah. Michael Thomas, owners, you guys should be uh, happy and thrilled next week. I think he's going to back. Uh, so let's go with Matt's super sleeper of this week, week five. Well, hopefully you guys listened to me last week. You, If you had Aaron Jones, he produced the best week of, uh, best performance of his uh, first two weeks of the season since uh, suspension. And he got he got 11 carries for 65 yards and a touchdown last week. Um, he's, he's still not uh, well. It was against Buffalo. They probably weren't pushing as hard, but he only got um, one catch. I think that's going to change this week. I got a bold, hot take for you. My super sleeper is going to be Eli Manning at Carolina. I think it's I think it's clearly. Due. He's clearly due for a bust-out week, and with his wide receivers are healthy, he's going to be missing Ingram, but I think we're going to see a different offense at some point in the season, and it's going to, it's going to 
include his wide receivers and Saquon Barkley largely. I'm calling, calling out of left field here with Eli Manning to be the old Eli Manning. Hopefully he can do it. Hopefully he can pull up what he did uh, against Houston a few weeks ago uh, and not turn the ball over and throw some touchdowns, maybe even to Odell. Yeah, he doesn't have touchdowns still. Or, or Shepard, uh, who's, who's been doing really well this season. Um, yeah, uh, hopefully Eli Manning does it. We'll see. We'll see if he can uh, pull it out at Carolina. Yeah. It could be a tough matchup. But, yeah, that, uh, that defense we'll isn't bad. Right. I'm uh, putting my money down on Eli. Good luck. Eli Show. Let's uh, get into what we have looking ahead this week, Kyle. A few, some, inter- some interesting games. Let's, uh, we can start with the Thursday night matchup. Who are you, uh, who are you taking in this uh, game? Uh, we got New England Patriots with a negative 10.5 line. New England Patriots, uh, they're at home. Yes, they are. They're at home this week against uh, the Indianapolis Colts. 10.5, that's, that, that, that's giving up a lot of points. Uh, I know they were 6.5, 7 points uh, last week against Miami and covered that yeah. quite easily. Um, ten and a half is quite a bit. Uh, I, I do believe they're going to win the game. Uh, I think it's going to be less than ten points. So um, I, I think the Colts will try and, and bounce bounce back. I think Andrew Luck uh, could have a pretty decent game uh, and try and keep it close. Yeah. I do think New England will pull it out um, by about three three to seven points. Yeah. The a exciting game I see as in probably. There's probably going to be a number of these games, but a shootout is going to be in Pittsburgh with, against the Falcons. Oh, yeah. I think we've seen a, seen a few shootouts almost every week this year with uh, the highest offensive numbers across the board, right. breaking records. And Matt, I, I really, unfortunately, since I don't own Matt Ryan, unfortunately I think he's going to be continue his ways of... Just chucking that ball down the field, getting those yards and touchdowns. With yeah, I mean, we, we looked at what he did in the playoffs, and we looked at what he did in week one, and it was just... Well, he doesn't, even though he's not great in the red zone. He's bad, but, but now he, he's coming along strong. Um, got, what, what's the spread on the that? The spread game? is uh, three and a half to Pittsburgh. Three and a half to uh, Pittsburgh. I think that's going to be a, a, a great game uh, in Pittsburgh. Uh, that game can go either way. Uh, I do believe um, Pittsburgh needs to pull it out for them to even keep their playoffs hopes alive. They're both on that. Uh, on that, we got a one and three Falcons and a one two and one. Yeah, Pittsburgh. It's it's going to be the, the, the almost Fal- a make or break. The Falcons have been unlucky. Kind of uh, they they lost a tough win uh, to the Saints in overtime. Yeah, uh, and then last week uh, on that final play, uh, losing it to Cincinnati. So they they've had some. Two rough games. They yeah. Had two rough games. Um, I think it's going to be to me a really close game, um, but I think it's going to come down to the wire. Um, I think the Steelers might pull it out though. You think they're covering that uh, four points for for a victory? Um, no, I think it'll be probably be within three points. I think it's, it's going to be probably within a three point game, three four point game. So I'm definitely giving the edge to Falcons as well. That I think Falcons will win the game. Um, They'll probably get their act together. It is going to be tough that it is in Pittsburgh, right? But that Pittsburgh has no defense. I'm taking the Falcons. Any other games you want to hit up? Yeah. Um. How about that Kansas City game against the Jacksonville Jaguars? It is in Kansas City. Is Patrick Mahomes going to find his kryptonite in that impressive defense, the number one defense in the league? Jacksonville Jaguars. I'll tell you what, that's a uh, gonna be a great game. I'm definitely tuning in. It's it's gonna be a hard one for a will you. Well, we'll see. <laughs> if if I can, if, if I if, if I'm in front area. of a TV, <laughs> that'll be the first Sunday I'm not in front of a TV. Uh, no, I, I I do believe that's gonna be a, a great game. Um, I I actually hope Kansas City pulls it out. Uh, they they've been looking really really good. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, he, he's looking like a, a true veteran. Um, could Jacksonville's defense be as kryptonite? It very well could be. Uh, they are a three and a half point favorite, huh? Kansas City. They're still, well, they're at home, so they're they're favored. 
Uh, I think it's a that's I, a pretty rough uh, line. I think it. I think it could actually end up. But that's uh, probably because their their record is four I, I think Jacksonville will cover the spread. Yeah, I, I'm I'm pegging this one to be a very close game, um, but I'm also going to say at the same breath that I believe Patrick Mahomes might find the holes in that Jaguars defense. I think he's going to show everyone what he's learning week in, week out. I think you certainly hope so as he's your quarterback. Oh, yeah, I'm not biased at all, but don't worry. Okay. All right, well, that will uh, do it for our week five matchups. Yeah. Tune in, everybody. It's going to be another exciting week of offensive uh, shootouts. Yeah, it's going to be a great week, so... Thank you all for tuning in this week on KN's Fantasy Football Heroes podcast. We look forward to seeing you all next week. Thank you. Thank you very much.